1: I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad.
0: Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now.
1: From the Dyer Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 11, Oklahoma. Go figure. The last game, West Virginia shoots 9% from three and wins. This game, they go to Norman, Oklahoma. They shoot 14 of 24 from three and lose to Oklahoma 75-71 as with a lot of WBU games this season, this was a tale of two halves. West Virginia dug their biggest first hole deficit. <laughs> the old 20 points in the first half, and they scored 10 before the, the first TV timeout, and then scored 10 after that. So West Virginia down 18 on the road at the half. They, they, Made the lead vanish in less than 10 minutes, which is amazing. And it was because of that stellar three point shooting, a lot of that in the second half. And they had it close and they and it was tied. I think the most important stretch West Virginia and Oklahoma tied at 60. Austin Reeves, their senior Big 12 first team guy, got it in the paint and made a shot over Deuce. It was a tough shot. He made it to give Oklahoma a two-point lead. West Virginia comes up empty on their next position. Oklahoma comes down, shoots a three. It's missed. Fake Larry Bird gets the rebound. Another shot goes off. Fake Larry Bird gets another offensive rebound and kicks it back out to Austin Reeves. He makes a three. It goes from 60-60 to 65-60 and Oklahoma kept the lead until the end. One of those offensive rebounds, fake Larry Bird pushed Jalen Bridges to the ground like uh, Charles Barkley threw down Godzilla in that Nike commercial, and I'm showing my age. But Barkley used to be a young guy. He's a Hall of Famer. He played in the NBA, and he had Nike commercials. Anyways, there's a ton of interesting from this game. First interesting thing. It's not even the elephant in the room. It's just real life comes at you fast. What does WVU do without Oscar Sheepway? And did, did they mention it on the broadcast, Oscar? <laughs> uh, leaving the team for personal reasons. Did, did that ever come up? So what are the effects of that? First effect, who's going to be in the starting lineup to replace Oscar? And the guesses were Gabe, some guests Taz Sherman, Jordan McCabe. But Huggins tried to tell everyone yesterday in that press conference after the Oscar news because he was talking up Jalen Bridges. Bridges has been one of our best players. He's one of our top two or three players in practice at the end of last year. He's really good. We're going to give him more minutes. And Huggins started him is not messing with Taz's coming off the bench and Gabe coming off the bench. And Bridges in his first start was great. Great offensively, 19 points, an obvious career high, 7 of 9 from the field. He started the season 1 for 11 from 3. That 1-3 he shot versus Northeastern, it was an air ball. Today, 5 of 6 from 3. In that 20-point first half, Bridges had 11 of the 20 points. So, (laughs) a guy who makes his first start, if he, like, is there a scenario where WVU scores nine points and a half? (laughs) I'm not wishing that on WVU, but is that possible? Because if Bridges, let's say Bridges scores five points, then... By my math, WVU gets the 14, which is horrifying. 14 points in 20 minutes. Anyways, different flavor for with Jalen Bridges in the starting five versus Oscar. Cannot expect Jalen Bridges to score 19 points a game. But the positives are he's, it helps with spacing. If he's making shots, that's great. He only had three rebounds. So that's the flip side of having... Jalen Bridges in the starting lineup without Oscar on the floor. West Virginia out rebounded by five today. Which you would, it's not like Oklahoma's got a bunch of, it's not like Baylor from a couple of years ago with the Monstars. They don't have a lot of big guys, but they out-rebound WVU by five. So when, when Oscar disappears, even Ho Hum not as good as his freshman year Oscar can get, can get you like on a, on a ho-hum day, like five offensive rebounds. And I don't know how you make that up. Now, obviously to offset a lack in offensive rebounding, if you make the first shot, <laughs> then your offensive rebounding numbers are going to go down because, you know, you're making the shots. Until WVU can prove that they can do that consistently, and again, they did that in the second half today, if they don't shoot like that, then that may be a problem that the loss of Oscar, West Virginia cannot solve. But I like, how can you not like what Jalen Bridges did today and like it more because he's from West Virginia? I mean, it just, I don't know why that, uh, as the kids say, hits different, but it does. Second interesting thing. You know, you got Derek Culver. What's he going to do without Oscar? Is he going to have more space to work? And again, Bridges versus Oscar on the floor, it does help with spacing. And early on, you saw Culver passed out of a double team to Bridges. It kind of like dribbled down to Bridges, trickled down to Bridges. But he got it to him, and Bridges made a layup. But something about... Oklahoma, they, it's not the first team to do this to Culver, but they came immediately with double teams. They brought different guys for the double. And for whatever reason, Derek Culver didn't handle it well today. He had a season high seven turnovers. He only had two points, sat most of the second half, and not because of foul trouble. He looked flustered today in a way that reminds you of his freshman season and not the more polished jr. Derek Culver. And so that I think that is specifically an Oklahoma thing. That's a Lon Kruger is a good coach thing because last season I looked at the box scores. Derek Culver was a combined 4-for-21 in the two games versus Oklahoma last year. So we can't judge anything on one game, but shouldn't judge how Culver's going to do without Oscar By this matchup, you know, here's the, let me give you all, you you know, my resume as far as basketball, (laughs) I'm just a fan, did not play basketball outside of high school, all right? Nobody paid me to play basketball, never coached anything basketball related, right? it was really weird when Huggins put Culver in briefly in the middle of the second half and Culver had not been successful again, lots of turnovers in the first half and WVU made a comeback without Oscar on the floor, playing a certain way. They were not feeding the post. (laughs) And when Culver comes back in, the play call is to get the ball inside the Culver which had proved to not be successful. He's a Hall of Fame coach. I This is a pro Bob Huggins podcast. One of only two coaches ever at WVU history to take a team to the Final Four. So love and respect. But why would you go away from what you're, what's working? <laughs> it's like somebody is... Plugged into the Bluetooth at a party and they're playing songs, and you like all the songs. And they're all like a certain genre. They all make sense. They flow together. Let's say it's hip hop, and then somebody throws on a George Strait song. (laughs) And nothing against George Strait, but in the scheme of what's been working for your ears, when you throw on George Strait after seven hip hop songs in a row, it's jarring, is all I'm saying. So wasn't mad at the shot. They got it to Culver. He he shot a longer than normal hook shot from the from the uh, from the baseline, and it didn't go in. I wasn't mad at the shot. It just wasn't what was getting us back into the game. That's it. Love and respect. Third interesting thing: we have guys in funks, and so could guys on the road break out of their funks? And th- this was a mixed bag. I told you about Bridges one for 11 for the season, five of six today. So that doesn't mean he's out of a funk, but the today was a step to get him out of a funk from three-point shooting. Taz, he's been in a funk for a few games. Started this one 0 for 5 in the first half. And then he went to 20, 20, 20, Taz Sherman, exploding in the second half. Seven for 11 shooting from the second half. Four of six from three, 19 points. So more of the same second half brilliance from Taz. Gabe's been struggling offensively. Today, did not change. <laughs> I mean, remember the, remember the Kentucky game in 2010? Who doesn't? And then, I talked about this with John, with John Flowers when he was on the podcast, but they gave John Flowers like eight feet. Like, he was at the three-point line, and the guy guarding him was on the block. And that's the defense that they – that's the disrespect that they gave Gabe Oseboyan today. And Gabe couldn't make him pay. They did not have to change it up. He was 0 for 4 today, and he took a couple of mid-range shots. They were not close. He only had two assists. So – Gabe still struggling, struggling offensively. Jordan McCabe, not bad. In his handful of minutes, no turnovers. Sneaky rebounding season for Jordan McCabe. He had four rebounds today. Just take a look at Jordan McCabe's rebounding numbers this year. It's, it's, it's a weird thing that's happening. He's getting a lot of them. Two assists. But we all know Jordan McCabe limited on defense. And this is not on him, but when he was in the game, I I noticed that he was guarding the guy that made eight threes (laughs) for Oklahoma. And of course, if you're a WVU basketball fan, Huggins teams produce strange results. Like a guy who hasn't made any threes for the season, has his career best against WVU. It happened again today with the guy from Oklahoma that McCabe and guys besides Deuce were guarding. McCabe didn't give up all eight, but he gave up at least one, possibly two. And so, you know, Huggins puts Deuce on the the first-team All-Big-12 guy, right? And de- And Deuce did a good job against Reeves. But Deuce can't guard both guards. And so the other guy went off and offset a great, rare, strong three-point shooting day from WVU. And Sean McNeil, he's been slumping outside of a crazy first half at Kansas. Today, one for seven. So we had a mixed bag on guys. Some guys are still in a slump. Some guys took steps to get out out of a slump. So terrible first half, terrible first half. Redeeming second half. Like those first 10 minutes of the second half, that's as exciting. That's great. You hate that it's great because you're making a comeback instead of building a lead. Remember, most of the guys that are part of this team last year only had one conference road win. I think this team is better than last year's team, and they'll have more. This is my gut feeling. West Virginia is going to have more than one conference road win this season. But the Big 12 Conference, we all know this. It's brutal. Remember the Kansas game? Kansas made all the threes. like couldn't miss. Today, Texas comes in. Kansas shoots three for 23 from three, and they get blown off the floor at home in the second half and lose to Texas Oklahoma State goes into Lubbock beats Texas Tech in overtime Texas Tech has lost two conference games at home they're over two at home Iowa State West Virginia struggle with Iowa State Iowa State was beating Baylor with 10 minutes left in the second half 30 minutes into the game, Iowa State, who hasn't won a game in conference, was beating one of the one of the top 2 teams in the country. And Baylor put them away. But like it wasn't it wasn't easy. Kansas State. They're a terrible. They they're on the on the lower tier of Big 12 basketball teams. They were only down 3 to TCU with under 2 minutes left. They ended up losing. But no gimmies in this league. So this is not the end of the world. It's just one game. And Oklahoma is a good team. And considering the circumstances, Cottrell, season ending injury. Oscar, I don't know if you've heard, left the team for personal reasons. And they dug themselves too deep of a hole. And the seniors for Oklahoma made plays in West Virginia's doesn't have You know, they had two seniors, and one of the seniors played great in the second half. Neither one of those guys could make plays late like Oklahoma's guys did. And so in this league, this is such a cliche, but, you know, short memory, one game at a time. Take the positives from how they played in the second half and hope they carry forward into the next game at Oklahoma State. Random Thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. You know, other companies are springing up trying to take advantage of the name Dyer Prime. And I get it. Dyer Prime, veteran-owned, family-owned company. They can help you with your design needs. Put your design on t-shirts, hats. They embroider things. It's a great company unfortunately people are not as creative trying to come up with their brands so there's a company called dire grime and they do cleanup work i don't know how well they do cleanup work they can't do what dire prime can do for you so don't get it confused go with the best polar text dire prime 304 767 Find them on Facebook or Instagram at dire Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt? Today, as I'm recording this, it's a palindrome date. Write down today's date. It's going to read the same for it as it does backward. 1-2-21. 1-2-2-1. That's fun, right? Palindromes are fun. Race car. That's a palindrome. Rotator. <laughs> palindrome. Anyways, I wonder if the pandemic got in the way of people getting married today because it's a memorable date. You know, people plan these things out based on dates. It's great to have a memorable date, right? So get ready for some save the dates for Groundhog Day 2022. Two, 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 two. And the 22nd of February, while we're at it, 22222. Now, I checked the calendar. These days, <laughs> Groundhog Day and the 22nd of February next year happen in the middle of the week and not a weekend. So that may hinder people's plans to, to use that for a wedding day. But I guarantee you, some people, maybe not a wedding, some important life event is going to be planned based solely on the date. And so who who likes to plan that stuff? No one. That's why I'm here. So I've done the research. I've come up with five other great memorable dates just based on the numbers for life events. All right? Here's your top five. Number five, December first of this year, twelve one, twenty one. one, two, one, two one. Another palindrome date. Uh, as a matter of fact, any date the 1st through the 9th of December, they're all palindrome dates. So those will all be memorable. I went with 12-1 because the first, the one in the middle on the save the date card, you can turn that into a unity candle. Huh? On the date? 12 21 The fourth best date. Any 21st of this year pick the 21st of any month but this one only works if you if you say the month instead of the number month you have to say the month this is the option you're going to choose if you want to share your life event with the rapper 21 savage <laughs> hey uh when's the when's the wedding? Oh, it's uh well we're having it in the spring. It's it's gonna be in April, and it takes two people. It'll be in April, and then the other person can say 21, 21. See? That's fun. Third best date, July 14th, 2021. fourteen twenty-one, And you can just add on to this or multiply. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bonus points, like let's say there's a 35 year old and a 28 year old that are getting married, then you then you can keep the multiples going. Let's say they these this 28 year old and 35 year old invite 42 people to the wedding. You see, you see how math is fun, <laughs> and whoever is really a math lover can go. So let's see how far somebody will go let's let's watch the news in July <laughs> on July fourteenth to see who's done something and how far they went with multiples of seven. I'm telling you this is gonna happen second best date second best date February fourth of this year two four twenty one and you can. For this life event, it can remind you of West Virginia's three point shooting. Oh <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> That's a joke. West Virginia basketball, I love you. you you only joke with the ones that you love. The' <laughs> it's so terrible. And the number one best memorable memorable date to use for life events. Is February 3rd. You've got some time for this. February 3rd of 2023. Two, two, three, two, three. And so for those basketball fans who aren't sure which one's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan, you can pick that day for your life event and give LeBron and Mike equal respect. You don't have to choose which two, three. Goes to who? You can respect them both. By the way, the Last Dance—that was like ten episodes. It was like a ten-hour event. Sean Kemp and Gary Payton <laughs> got a forty-five-minute special on NBA TV, which I loved. I didn't. It wasn't as good as the Last Dance, okay? I admit, but it was great in its own right, and seems appropriate that the guy who won six championships gets 10 hours and the guys that uh, made it to the finals once (laughs) get a 45 minute NBA TV special. I don't even know if that was a documentary, but it was great in its own right. Way more high fives in the rain man and the glove than the last dance. Right. And it's not a contest, but if it was, The Rain Man and the Glove won on high fives between Gary Payton and Sean Kemp today. Like now, Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Gary Payton called Sean Kemp in the special his soulmate, which was touching. (laughs) So it was uh, I was uh, caught off guard in a in a pleasant way when I heard that. Totally awesome the sneaky great thing about the rain man and the glove is that it looked like it was filmed in the, you know, that some of these Panera breads have like a extra room for private parties and events. And then it has like the, the sliding door that's, it's like a window, but it's uh you can't see out of it, but it looks like, <laughs> it looks like they filmed the rain man and the glove at a Panera bread, which it was a definite choice but one I appreciated. And you can see like people eating behind the window. (laughs) I loved it. It was great. But that's for a basketball fan, two, three, two, three is the way to go. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. For this episode of Unreasonable Down, West Virginia next plays on Monday. They finished their Oklahoma road trip Monday, 9 p.m. ESPN 2 at Oklahoma State. I mentioned earlier, Oklahoma State just won in Lubbock today. They are one and two in the Big 12. West Virginia's one and two in the Big 12. Oklahoma State's last two conference losses are by a combined four points, including a three-point loss at Texas, and Texas is really good. This is a way different-looking team, Oklahoma State, this year versus last year. A lot of seniors left, but Likely is back and tough. He still looks like the Predator. And then they've got a freshman, you know, West Virginia has seen their share of good freshmen. Jalen Wilson from Kansas. Jared Suggs from Gonzaga. Cade Cunningham is going to play in the NBA. He's a six foot eight guy. He plays all the positions. He's the leading scorer for Oklahoma State. He's a freshman. Plays all five positions, both sides of the ball. Oklahoma State has a couple other freshmen that are in the rotation. Oklahoma State has twins which is always tough. You never it's tough to go against twins. Because they have, you know, they know each other so well cuz they're twins. Listen, I don't want to make this I don't want to make any game for West Virginia must win cuz that's that's too I get nervous anyways. So I don't want to add stakes to this game. Look at the schedule. Two games following the Oklahoma State game are against the two undefeated teams in the Big 12, Texas and Baylor. So a season full of promise can turn to being 1-5 and in the league real fast. So I have to say it, I'm not trying to build up one game out of 27 games but this is the most important game of the season so far for WVU at Oklahoma State I think it's really important that WVU get a split on this Oklahoma road trip can they do it we'll see <laughs> that's it for this episode of Un- I really don't know that's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcast, Spotify, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, Pandora, Gasbox. Subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening, hit a subscribe button. That helps you get the podcast if that's what you want. and I want you to want that. And then it helps the podcast if you subscribe. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Down WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're eight and three.